0: This version of me today, I'm so grateful for. It. And I love her so much. And I would I would not change anything. Even though it was like the most yeah. difficult things, I wouldn't yeah. change something.
1: Welcome to Openly Spoken, the podcast to help you show up, speak out, and be seen. My name is Celia Antonio, I am your host, and I am also your guide to dropping you into your body for unwavering confidence, authentic self-expression, and effortless creativity. And this podcast is a mix of solo and guest conversations all about self-love, relationships sexuality spirituality womanhood divine feminine energy and more my wish for these conversations is that they help you step into loving and accepting all parts of you that these conversations help you in building a life that you're absolutely in love with and that these conversations help you express your deepest truth you can always connect with me over on instagram at self express babe where i would love to hear your thoughts on your favorite episodes and keep these conversations going. I invite you to get cozy as you receive this episode that's about to come through, that you stay curious, that you ask questions, that you take what resonates, and that you, of course, leave out what doesn't. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, welcome to Openly Spoken or welcome back if it is not your first time here. I am so grateful that you're here. My name is Celia and I am excited to share this very beautiful conversation with you all about embracing authenticity and also about the healing power of relationships. So juicy stuff. We're joined today by my friend Naomi Sarah, who is an alignment and mindset guide Naomi helps her clients rediscover their authentic voices through deconditioning outdated beliefs and walking with them as they reunite with their true selves. After losing herself in a past relationship, she finally found her way back home to herself in 2020, and now Naomi helps others do the same. She creates a safe, unconditionally supportive space for her clients to uncover their authentic wants, desires, and dreams while helping them bring these dreams to reality and creating a strong foundation to amplify it all. And this, uh, let me just take a drink of water real quick. I've literally like said that intro out loud just six times in a row <laughs> because I kept messing up and I just want to do this all in one take. And I'm going to keep this in here. I'm not going to edit this part out because this is real. Um, so I wanted to give a little note about this episode that we kind of started this conversation uh, off camera or like before hitting record so it really is the vibe of just you know like two girlfriends sitting and talking and when we first started talking we were talking about our first like long-term relationships and how how like lost we felt in those first relationships and how At least at the time of this recording, how good it felt to finally be in partnerships where we were with a person that actually cared about us enjoying ourselves, cared about us going towards our desires, our dreams and our goals, cared about us being our own person. And um, yeah, this episode is really beautiful. We not only talk about that, we also talk a little bit about rewriting the story of your body and sexuality. We talk about speaking up for yourself. We also talk about inner child work and inner healing, like um, inner teenager type of work as well. And yeah, I'm really excited to share this with you all. And I will say that if you enjoy this, please help support the podcast. Please help it be shared to more people by screenshotting this and sharing it to your instagram stories make sure you tag either at openly spoken that's the podcast instagram or you can tag my personal instagram at self express babe i'm more active on there and also tag naomi naomi sarah is her instagram and it's going to be in the show notes or the caption below depending on where if you're listening to this or if you're watching the video All right, without further ado, let's start our conversation with Naomi. By the end of the relationship, I basically didn't have any friends because he would judge my friends and be like, I don't want you going out with them. Or he'd be worried about like going out with your girlfriends he'd be worried about like cheating and stuff. Like it was it was insane. And when I think about it, even now I'm like, I was with him from eighteen to twenty five. Those are like some peak years. Like (laughs) those (laughs) are like some like I those are some good years that I gave that person
0: yeah those are your years where you find out who you are like
1: yeah I'm like I could happened? have been like exploring who I was because I feel like exactly. even even now like this year and even like when we met in the summer mm-hmm. in um, medicine muse I feel like even from that point on like I've learned so many things about myself and I feel like I'm constantly like before we hit record you were talking about finding your voice and how that feels like a constant journey I totally mm-hmm. relate to that <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm constantly learning that it's safe to be myself. Yeah, exactly. And, um, what we were talking about. There was another piece I wanted to say about um mm-hmm. how uh how much of a good sign it is in any relationship, whether it's romantic or even friendship. I think it's such a good sign when you can talk for hours.
0: Yeah. Oh my it's gosh! The yeah, best.
1: I think especially in romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. relationships that's a good sign because like you know that you click on that friendship level Mm -hmm. um and I think in a lot of in a lot of the dating scene that is that is missing a lot like yeah and I think it's because people are scared because it is scary it is to let someone know you
0: (laughs) and I feel like now a lot of people are just trying to check off a box and fit someone into this slot that they see them you know see with themselves you know like um I was like talking to a guy last summer and his main thing was I'm getting old I need to like meet someone so I can have kids so he was just going through all these girls trying to fit them into that box but it's like I don't know I felt like something was missing from him like he was missing that emotional connection and wanting to connect with someone on that level It was very surface. So even with that, you know, I tried to force it and it wasn't right at all. And I was like, but, but like, I, I understand like, cause he's an Aquarius and my dad's an Aquarius. I was like, I understand when like people are emotionally unavailable, I can deal with it. (laughs) And then as soon as I like met my partner now, I was like, wait, I don't need to force anything. Like, I don't need to have, I don't need to pretend like it's okay if someone doesn't get back to me for hours and, you know, it was so different, so strange. So Mm -hmm. I do think people are scared Mm -hmm. and I feel like it really forces you to look at yourself. Oh yeah, for sure. They don't want
1: to. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. You, you, you like have to look in the mirror and look at Mm -hmm. That's so true because, I mean, I guess that's why I'm so passionate about sharing people, sharing with people. I can't talk today. I guess that's why I'm so passionate about (laughs) sharing with people like self-love and like doing that inner work because like any relationship really is going to come from there. Mm -hmm. And um, that's the space where we get to clean up whatever imprinting we have from our very first relationships with you know mom and dad and whoever else took care of us if we had like someone else raising us and um it's a scary place to venture to it's terrifying Mm -hmm. but i think what most people don't realize is that it's scarier to not do it
0: yeah exactly (laughs) because then it's like you're okay
1: with just mediocrity you're okay with settling and and sometimes you don't even realize you're settling until like yeah, like you mentioned how afterwards you you realize like, why did I try to make that work? And I've had exactly. those moments too in past relationships. where I'm like, mm-hmm. well, why was I pretending I was okay with that when I wasn't?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, um it is crazy. It is insane to um like just be in that space. But okay, I lost my train of thought too. <laughs> <laughs> I agree
1: with you if anyone listening is like resonating with this I'm feeling called to recommend a book that I just finished reading it's called what my bones know and it's by Stephanie Fu I don't know if you've heard of it but it's a memoir Mm -hmm. about healing from complex PTSD Mm -hmm. and um, for her 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 friendships and then her romantic relationships when she was older and did some more healing uh, was very healing for her and really helped her, you know, step into her own voice and yeah. her own like self-love <laughs> and and all of that stuff. And I think it really like resonates for anyone that, that has had relationships in the past where they where they just tried to mold themselves to fit that other person's. It's like you totally lose yourself because everything is just about that other person. But then it's like you're
0: giving everything away you're giving yourself you're walking further and further away from who you are and then you know just like you I was 18 as well when I started dating my ex and I was with him Mm -hmm. until I was 29 but when I was 25 I should (laughs) have left because something happened when I was 25 Mm -hmm. and I was just like well you know I I was still kind of conditioned and like growing up Catholic and going to Catholic school and you know Mm. I was like well this is a the person I had sex with, so I have to marry them or else I'm gonna go to hell. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what kept me there. And I didn't really realize it, but there was so much guilt behind yeah. even like sexual my sexuality with him. Mm-hmm. And it was never really that great for me because I felt so guilty. I couldn't, you know, I can open up and I couldn't express myself. Yeah. It was all so transactional. Mm-hmm. And even that, like now I'm like I've been missing out this whole time you know
1: that's how I felt when I left at 25 and and I just kind of like I had maybe like a year where I just like casually dated and I was like Mm -hmm. what this is like so fun I'm missing out on this and I think a part of why um, a part of why so many people miss out on that is definitely because of like I didn't grow up religious, Mm -hmm. but even though I didn't, I feel like the purity culture of Christianity, I don't know if Catholicism has it, but I know Catholicism has like a lot of guilt and shame. I'm sure Christianity has that too. Um, But it's interesting how it just because a religion is very popular and it's around you, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's morals or teachings can still kind of like seep into your mind. Exactly. So I would always see like my own desires because since I was a a teenager I never really had a crush on just like one boy I had a crush on like five guys at a time (laughs) (laughs) and I would always shame myself about that I'd be like I'm a whore there's a big piece here too about reclaiming our sexuality and like Mm -hmm. realizing that it's 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 a part of being human and it's also Mm -hmm how we were made and it doesn't make sense to make the thing that creates our life to make that bad and sinful and evil and all the things absolutely you know um now I'm like realizing
0: okay so this is supposed to be fun this is supposed (laughs) to be something that we both enjoy it's not just like for one person to you know feel better afterwards and another person to feel used Mm. but on top of that Mm. it's like totally awakening my creativity again and I'm feeling inspired and I'm just feeling like good energy in my body and I feel like I feel in my body instead of Mm. so outside of it like I had been for so long Mm -hmm. and I feel safe too which is like really key one thing I noticed before is with my other partner's Like I haven't, I haven't been with many, but my body never really Mm. reacted well to them. Mm. And like with this partner now, my body is just really happy. Nothing (laughs) weird is happening. It's like, wow. So maybe this is supposed to be, you know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, yeah. maybe this is the right person.
1: It's also super healing when you are in a relationship where the person like actually cares about your enjoyment. Oh in that gosh, way yeah 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 like my husband we we got together in 2019 like we knew each other for 16 years we grew up mm-hmm. we grew up in the same like town and we were friends we never dated in high school but we were friends and we like secretly liked each other and I remember once he he knows about this now but he wrote me like a note like professing his love to me. And I found, and I found it like he hid it like somewhere in my house. Cause he would always come over. I found it, I read it and I folded it and put it back. I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to pretend <laughs> I didn't because I knew like subconsciously mm-hmm. that I would ruin our friendship
0: mm-hmm.
1: because, um, in the household I was raised, there was like completely no open communication that I had such a hard time Mm-hmm. with with dating like i had such a hard time just like communicating that yeah. like i couldn't function in a dating relationship like at all mm-hmm. i really couldn't <laughs> so like i knew that i would mess things up and like fast forward to when we were like 30 and we got together like he would ask me like so what do you like and i'm just like i've never had someone ask me that usually i'm just like come do what you want <laughs> exactly right do what you want to me (laughs) right
0: and then too it's like well what do you want kind of thing. you know I find myself thinking that so often like kind of trying to take the focus off of me and put it back on them because that's more that's what I was used to
1: (laughs) yeah and and (laughs) it's like a comfort zone right yeah Mm -hmm.
0: like I don't have to think about what I want that means I have to figure out what I want and he's like Mm -hmm. okay great so we can figure it out then that'll be fun Mm -hmm. I'm like okay, pressure's on because then I really have to like start thinking about it and thinking about myself and what feels good for me and that like deeper layer of getting to know myself.
1: Yeah. You know, I've
0: done so much up here and like with my heart, but down in that oh, safe region. I'm so like, excited oh. for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited too, you know, it's just like, it's really great. And for me as well, like I'm somebody who's very mental, so if you can like talk to me and make me feel good. And like, mm-hmm. I talk about the most random things. And if you can keep up with me, then that's amazing. <laughs> and he keeps up with me and he just like is the same. And although, you know, he's not super into spirituality like I am, but he listens to me and he's like, that sounds really cool. We should totally, you know, like talk more about it. Let's learn more together. Mm-hmm.
1: I love that. I love that too. Like, that's cute. Yes
0: okay let's do it like I'm just smiling all the time I'm like yeah yeah <laughs> oh I love never that. ever felt that way before I guess yeah I was about your age well I'm 31 now I'm 33 so. <laughs> yeah yeah but when you guys first started dating you were 39. oh yeah
1: yeah oh, I was yeah. I was 29 when we first started dating and okay. um yeah we got married this year and then I just turned 33
0: i love that we
1: we deserve it (laughs) right after all that learning
0: what we don't want now it's time to start enjoying everything that Mm -hmm. now we know we want and we're more clear on it and we can ask for it if we're not getting it Mm
1: -hmm. and not
0: feel shamed or like guilty or like we're doing something wrong for speaking up and asking for what Mm -hmm. we want Mm -hmm. And, um, honestly, I've been doing that in every area of my life this year. You know, I used to just cower and just like, leave if something wasn't working out, like with work, (laughs) if I felt like I was overworking and they weren't seeing my worth, Mm -hmm. I would just be like, well, that's fine. I can just leave. But Mm -hmm. for the first time ever, like that happened to me this year, earlier this year in February, Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to just leave. I'm going to file a complaint. I'm going to take this as far as it needs to go. And it was the scariest thing I've ever done. And I cried during the mediation, but afterwards I was like, well, I said everything I needed to say and they know that they messed up and that they can't get away with this. And even though I didn't, you know, continue the process and go to the actual court with it, I felt okay. Cause I stuck up for myself I did what I needed to do and Mm -hmm. I was like well maybe this will stop them from doing the same to other people Mm -hmm. and like that was the first step I would say into Mm -hmm. like things really shifting for me this year Mm -hmm. and then I had issues with my health so even with that I had to speak up for myself and say well I've been experiencing this for a few years now and I don't know what to do. You know, my doctor was trying to push birth control on me because um, my uh, iron levels were very low. So mm-hmm. I was like severely anemic. And she was like, well, I think it's your period. So just take birth control. And I was like, it's not my period. And I'm not going to take birth control. Yeah. I'm like, I want you to do the blood test. Send me to every, you need to send me to. And so, although, you know, we haven't figured out what the cause is yet. We've ruled out a lot of things mm-hmm. and I'm still not on the birth control. Cause I know it's not for me. It is yeah. really, it really messes with my body and yeah. I'm trying to be in tune with myself and not have things messing with my, you know, messing mm-hmm. with my chemistry. So even that, yeah. and then friends again, you know, I had a friendship and I felt uncomfortable with something that had happened new year's last year mm-hmm. and I wasn't in a place to talk about it. So what did I do? I ghosted. <laughs> And then months went by and then I thought, you know, like this person was just always on my mind Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to talk about this. I think I need to just let her know where I was at and what's happening now. And that was the best conversation we've ever had. You know, she was like, yeah, you know what you're saying now, it did kind of blow up in my face back then. And she's like, I wouldn't have been able to even, you know receive this from you anyways if you told me back then and I was like yeah Mm, I know I wasn't able to even express myself and tell Mm -hmm. you and feel brave enough to do that Mm -hmm. so it was really huge for the both of us and then with medicine women you know like we went in there and I I allowed myself to feel supported by these women and to feel safe in that space and know that whatever I say it's okay they're not gonna bash me they're not gonna judge me they're not gonna you know do anything negative it's all just for us to grow and learn together Mm -hmm. and then you know my partner came then I'm getting like job opportunities then just like things are just flowing so easily and I'm not Mm -hmm. forcing anything Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to make people see me I'm just showing up as me every day and the right people are noticing well not even the right people it's just my people are Mm -hmm. noticing instead of Mm -hmm. me trying to push myself onto everyone and make everyone like me or everyone see my worth. It's like, mm-hmm. well, that's just not your, that's just not your people. So mm-hmm. that's my lesson this year. That was my thing this year. And it's nice that we're doing this in December. Cause it's like, we can really look back and yeah, see I the know. patterns, the cycles, the things that we've
1: moved through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What was your year like? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, before Medicine Muse, I for some reason like don't really remember what the year was like. It was a lot of like learning and being mm-hmm. a lot of learning and and being stuck in like books and courses and stuff. So yes. maybe that's why I don't remember much. Um But in the beginning of the year, in January, I devoted myself to a course that I bought myself for my birthday last year um, because it was like on, I think it was on sale. No, it just it just launches every year in like November. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like a sexual healing course. It was a yoni egg course. Mm -hmm. And, um, I bought it in November of last year and I did a few of the modules and it was like super triggering. I'm like, Oh my God, I don't want to do this. And, um, January came and I like dedicated myself to it. I got like, you know, extra tools that I needed and like fuzzy blankets, pillows, like to make myself comfortable. And Mm -hmm. I, I told myself like, if I'm just going to listen to the audio and just like breathe and imagine doing the stuff, like that's what I'm going to do, but I'm going to like show up for it. Mm -hmm. And like it changed so much with my anxiety. Anxiety is something that like I had my whole life, but I didn't realize I had it until the lockdown in 2020. Um, a little bit before it too, because right before the lockdown, I was like up to my neck in commitments with with other people because I had a full time job. And I was also a full-time yoga teacher because yoga, teaching yoga is like my love, but I was never able to learn how to support myself financially with that. So I always had like a job and then like did the yoga as well. Mm -hmm. There was a time where I taught more yoga and like had a side job of like babysitting and working at a daycare, but that actually didn't work. That like put me into a little bit of credit card (laughs) debt. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, I need a full-time job. And when the pandemic hit, I realized like it it was both the pandemic of like not being able to do anything and the relationship with my husband. We had started dating in 2019. The pandemic happened in March. We were long distance at the time cuz I was living in New York and he was here in California. And when I would explain to him how I would feel, he'd be like, that sounds like anxiety. And I'm like, okay, let me like sit with that and see if that's true. And I realized that like, I had anxiety my whole life, but I didn't know it was anxiety because mm-hmm. the parents that raised me were that way. So I thought it was just yes. like a normal way of being. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like on that 100%. Yes. Yeah. And so then when I dedicated myself to the Yoni egg course, it like really anchored me like you said earlier how you feel that you're like in your body it really Mm -hmm. anchored me into my body like there was there was a point where I realized myself like being on zoom calls and just being like like I felt my womb as I was talking and I was just I was like super plugged into the present like more than I ever have before and um so that was a big part (laughs) That was a big part of the year and like with Medicine Muse I feel like there was a lot of waking up to um, courses and books I was learning before that don't actually really align with me Mm -hmm. and um, I'm still kind of navigating like how to talk about certain things without being alienating Mm -hmm. to people like something that I really love is like doing like I know that I'm here to serve women and to help them feel at home in their bodies and express themselves but I know that like not all women have breasts not all women mm-hmm. have yonis like there's so many different kinds of human beings mm-hmm. and um, like I, I want to be an ally as well to like people of the LGBTQIA plus community so I want to make sure I'm not so that's like what I'm currently navigating because I don't want to be like women need to be flowy and men need to be structured like no that's not like i don't want to genderize it cuz it has nothing to do with gender mm-hmm. and um in ending the year i'm now in a coaching certification program congratulations which, thank you yeah i'm uh, like once i signed up for it i'm like this is why medicine woman wasn't for me because i wouldn't yeah. be able to to go into this
0: absolutely
1: and like it doesn't officially start until January but since I'm already in it there's like some like she gave us access it's it's the same person that I did the yoni egg course with by the way so okay. it's like someone that has already helped me have mm-hmm. transformation that's why I was like all right I want to be trained by her yes and um, it, it doesn't start until January but since we're in it like I already have access to like some of the bonus materials and like another course and like what books we have to buy and what materials we have to buy and even that is already triggering because it's um it's a sex love and relationship coaching certification Mm -hmm. and um like I feel like those three things might be the like how do I put words to it? Those three things might be like the the th- the themes in my life that I've like wanted but struggled with, yeah, but but like it's weird, like there are things that I've been good at but also feel like I've been pulled away from.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know, like with sexuality, like i've I've always been a very sexual person. like i I remember as a kid, I used to you know pleasure myself, but I thought it was really bad. so like I pulled myself away from it eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, And and even like love and relationships, like I always like very much valued my friends Mm -hmm. when I was in school, but it's because I felt so lonely at home because like my parents just, they just don't have the capacity to be there for me emotionally. Mm -hmm. And like, so it's like things that I'm good at, but also things that I'm very wounded in. That's, those are the words. Yeah. they're they're like the things that I love but also the things where like my biggest wounds have come from mm-hmm. so like already being at it now is so triggering and I'm grateful that like the first like chunk the first like trimester she calls it is all inner work before we get into any of the coaching skills so
0: because so <laughs> I it's like you have this deeper understanding of mm. it you know the shadow sides that will show up and you'll know how to move people through it you'll know Mm -hmm. how to support them because you felt it as well and you understand Mm -hmm. so sometimes I'm like grateful for the triggers although they're so difficult yeah like (laughs) it's just so much sometimes but that's really what forces you to move forward and kind of like forces you to decide am I going to stay the same or am I going to do something different am I going to really honor myself in this Mm -hmm. or just you know not show up for me again to stay Mm -hmm. comfortable to stay safe
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and I think, I think triggers are are really good mirrors, too, because, like, oh when I, gosh. yeah, when I feel yeah. triggered, my, like, instinct is always to, like, put my hand on my heart and, like, ask my inner child, like, what's going on? What are you feeling? What mm-hmm. do you need? And it's almost always, like, when I'm triggered, the person that's triggering me is either doing something that I don't allow myself to do Or they're displaying a trait that I know I also have, but I don't like about myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's usually those two things. Um, Or it's like things that I've like learned is bad. Like, I remember um, I might edit this word out. I don't know if I, sometimes I curse on the podcast and sometimes I don't. (laughs) So maybe, but I used to be very triggered by the word pussy. I used to hate it and I remember when WAP came out, when Cardi B mm-hmm. came out with WAP, I was so triggered. I I I remember telling my sister that like I finally understand how the old people that were around <laughs> when like Elvis was like thrusting his hips and and yeah. they were having a fit. I'm like I feel like those people right now because I'm like what is she doing? Like uh-huh
0: no like honestly i i felt the same i was like <laughs> what is this song like what it was like anybody can make anything popular these days yeah so me in my mind i was like well then i could be a rapper too like i just like, think <laughs> of things like that all the time but <laughs> yeah that one definitely um shook a lot of stuff up
1: yeah a lot of people... i'm glad it did yeah and um when I realized that I that the word that that word didn't trigger me anymore, mm-hmm. I was in a master class with someone, and it and the topic was not sexuality at all. But she kept saying, like she said pussy" a few times in in the master class. And I noticed that I didn't get like a body response of like disgust. i like it was just like nothing. And I'm like, oh, huh, okay. Let me dive into more. Like let me let me see what what there is out there, and that's how I found the Yoni Egg course, mm-hmm. because like my curiosity was opened up. So I'm like, all right, let me see like what's out there. Yeah, it's it's cool how like even even what you were sharing before, it's cool how like one thing happens and like you see how it kind of creates mm-hmm. kind of like a snowballing effect where yeah. it all leads to the next, and it's kind of like your life starts your like new life starts from like one decision you make to like leave the relationship or like go to therapy or like quit smoking or like whatever big decision it is that you're that you're having a hard time with and Mm -hmm. but in the moments like it doesn't feel that way like I remember when I when I ended that relationship when I was 25 like I felt like i was just like what am i going to do with my life like i yeah. i had no, like i had my college degree i knew i didn't want to work in my industry um and i was just like working in restaurants i was a waitress and like l- i moved back in with my mom cuz i i literally called my mom like before i broke up with this boyfriend it was like i want to break up with him finally and like she was really happy cuz she hated him yeah And I'm like, can I please live with you? And she's like, yes. So like I broke up with him, packed a backpack and like left and left all my stuff. Wow. Which when I think about it now, I'm like that that's like now that I've gone through a a breakup where someone broke up with me Mm because that happened to me in 2019. Like before dating my husband, I went through a huge initiation of um, healing from a breakup. And it was the first time that someone broke up with me rather than me doing the breaking up mm-hmm. I realize now I'm like damn Celia that was an asshole move to leave all your stuff because like this guy was super heartbroken and he had to go through all my stuff and be like oh I miss her this smells like her and I'm like damn Aww. sending apology vibes to this person <laughs> but I also don't want to reach out to them
0: <laughs> yeah I guess it's like how you end like these circumstances behind how you end it as well that make a huge difference because for me when I broke up with my ex, it was because, so, okay, little backstory. We were engaged for a year after 10 years of dating. And I kind of like always felt like, I don't know if I should really be doing this, you know? And Mm -hmm. then COVID happened and I was just feeling more and more like, okay, I'm not okay with this, but I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should leave. I don't know at all what to do. So I started asking like my grandma who passed away, I would often pray to her, And one day I was just like at my wit's end. I was crying in the shower and I was like, grandma, please, like, I don't know what I should do. If this is not the right thing for me, just show me in a way that I cannot ignore. And literally the next day I found out he was cheating because he left his phone unlocked and I didn't know how to work it. So I was trying to figure out how to turn off a video that was playing. And then I accidentally opened up all of these tabs of like dating apps and messenger, (gasps) like all this stuff under fake names. Oh my God and i obviously was like devastated that was the first time i've ever like gone through anything so traumatic so my heart mm-hmm. broke into pieces i was like i don't even know who this person is and there was no doubt in my mind that i you know that's it for me there's no mm-hmm. going back mm-hmm. you know everything was broken so yeah that was a very interesting place to move through and i was experiencing feelings i didn't even know were possible you know I didn't know that your heart could actually break in your chest and Mm. those emotions and those feelings like I've never felt that before because I was so out of my body in that relationship
1: yeah and I
0: didn't know that that meant so much to me but it was just everything around it you know it's like all of the sacrifices I made all of the ways that I tried to change myself to make myself into the person you wanted me to be just Mm -hmm. everything that I did that I knew it was not in alignment with what I wanted and I did it anyways. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just all of those things that were ending and it was the worst thing, but it was the best thing for me because, you know, I went through it, It took me maybe six months of crying like every night. And then one day (laughs) I was just walking outside and this song came on my phone. It was like, Tay Money, Fresh Princess. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but no, that song came on. And um, something just like flipped in my brain. And I was like, she's right. She says something like, I don't know. I don't remember
1: what she said, but. I wrote yeah. down, I wrote down, Tay Money, Fresh Princess.
0: Yes, listen to it. I <laughs> really to look cute it up. Song. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, why am I even like stressing over this? Why am I crying every day? Like, I have my life back. I can mm. do whatever I want from this point on. Yeah. And then that's when I kind of started coming back into myself and I booked this Reiki massage well I didn't know it was Reiki at the time it was just like called a fusion massage and the masseuse would do like all these different um, modalities on you like traditional massages and a little bit of energy healing and she was like reading my aura and she was like I feel like this might have happened to you as a child is that true and I was like yes she's like I feel like you don't want to speak like what happened when you were younger like you know, and I ended up remembering back to when I was a kid in singing lessons. And I was so terrified to do our recital and sing in front of everyone. And, you know, me shutting down started back then. And then she was like, do you know about human design? I think you might be a reflector because I can't really like, I feel like I'm just seeing myself in your aura. And I was like, no, what is that? And then I went down the rabbit hole of that, you know, and that's really when things started shifting that snowball really just intensified from there and Mm -hmm. then I was like okay I don't know where I'm going with this I was just absorbing all of these books and books and like stuff on YouTube and I was like okay I need help I don't know what I'm doing so I was just like praying, asking for guidance and then I saw uh, an old friend of mine from high school who was doing coaching Mm. and like I was like hmm maybe I should like reach out to her and see what this is about And then I started working with her and then she introduced me to all these people. It's just been nonstop since then. And yeah, I'm like, wow, I could not imagine staying in that place where I was, you Mm. know, like this version of me today, I'm so grateful for And I love her so much. And I would, I would not change anything. Even though it was like the most difficult things, I wouldn't change something.
1: I think uh, that's when, you know, you've gotten to a, good place of like maybe like mental health i don't i don't know Mm -hmm. where where you can be super grateful for all of the things that were difficult to go through like i wouldn't change a single thing about my life at all Mm -hmm. i'm very grateful for it and Mm -hmm. i almost feel like it was like it's it's what was meant to happen our life experience like flavors the work that we do and um even outside of work, like for me personally, I know that I want to be a mom within the next two years. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like everything I've been through, like the tra- the traumatic stuff, and then also the healing is going to make me a good guide. And I'm going to be able to, you know, really teach them from experience of yeah. things instead of just being like a do as I say type of parent.
0: Exactly. Like I'll be
1: able to show them examples and, you know, tell them stories about my past. Like Mm -hmm. something about my parents, they're so mysterious. Like I like (laughs) communication was so close that I don't even know like many stories from when they were growing up. And it's just like, like these strangers (laughs) in my life. Yeah. So that's why I feel such gratitude for it. Like, I feel like it's meant for us because. Yeah. You definitely learn. And another piece that my husband and I talk about a lot, because he's also had like, you know, not that great of a childhood, is how when you experience, I guess, dysfunction as a kid, it kind of wakes you up in a way where, like both me and him at school, like we wouldn't really follow I guess like trends or like we wouldn't really be so into things that the masses are into because we're like that doesn't like that doesn't matter it's it's almost like you grow up yeah fast fast. which yeah which is kind of (laughs) not that great but it's like it also gives you this kind of like wise perspective Mm -hmm. it unfortunately comes with some disassociation from your body um but then the journey, once we're older and we feel safe enough, we get to journey back to our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, it's amazing from there. It
0: is. I feel like now is when I'm actually having fun and doing all those things that I wanted to do when I was a kid that I never got to. Mm-hmm. Like I've been painting and like doing all these little, you know, fun things that I used to love, like crossword yeah. puzzles or word searches, I should say. I used yeah. to love them as a kid. And then I saw at Costco, they had like this huge book of word search and I was like, <laughs> so yeah, it's like fun to bring the fun in and yeah. just relax and let go for mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I saw so resonate right now. I'm I'm in a phase of doing the things that my teen, inner teenager wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been learning the guitar finally. I remember I got a guitar on my 15th birthday, but I was like so depressed when I was 15 that I like wasn't excited about it. Nonfiction books like I'd be reading, but my brain would be somewhere else. Like I'd be disassociated somewhere else. Fictional Mm -hmm. books I could read when I was when I was little. And I'm getting back into that now because like I love reading nonfiction. And I um, realized like I need to bring in just a little bit of fictional books especially like right before bed i feel like it gives you very good dreams when you read yeah. <laughs> a little bit of fiction especially if it's like something like with fantasy mm-hmm. um like harry potter or something which oh, i God. want to reread those it's been a while since i've read those
0: <laughs> you absolutely should that would be so awesome yeah um <laughs> i love that though you in a teenager hmm
1: I'm going to have to now, after this call, listen to, like, songs I loved as a teenager. I was really into, like, My Chemical Romance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have to tell you, like, I I actually only listened to songs from when I was, like, a teenager. So, like, all those, like, R&D and, like, hip-hop songs from the early 2000s, like, Like Ashanti? Oh, yes. I was just listening to that the other day. You know, like, that's why I really love Tay Money is because her music she kind of emulates that. like.
1: Okay, I'm going to like step. her then. I'm going to have to look her you up.
0: Are. She's really fun. I put yeah. her in my like, I made this new mood um manifestation playlist for myself where it's all about how I want to feel and like the confidence that I want. And she's all in that. So Ooh. she's fun.
1: Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. I love R&B and I don't listen to it as often as like mm-hmm. I know I would like just because I don't know like. I don't know any artists aside from like Ashanti and um, Erica Badeau and oh yeah, like oh, yeah. Old Destiny's Child. I don't know if yeah. that counts as R and B, but oh, I love in R and B how it's so like layered and like they'll be yes. the my favorite is the background vocals. Yeah. Someone in the back will be like, oh, like I uh-huh. love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, if you want
0: some ideas, I should send you some of my playlists
1: okay I'll do that
0: I'll make you a playlist yeah. of like art good <gasps> R&B stuff oh, like older stuff and newer stuff yes oh my yes. gosh I love you know love music
1: you know when I was in high school my friends and I used to burn each other's CDs so like yes. I feel like this is the equivalent <laughs> of that
0: can I tell you something I, I just found all of my burn CDs from from high school and I was like how could I play these because like nobody make <laughs> tv players anymore so i had to find my old blu-ray and play them on my tv oh my god and every song is just like <gasps> remembering how i felt when i heard it the first time like oh my friends a minivan driving around town like really really funny that's so nice. burn CDs used to be my life
1: <laughs> yeah same the mm-hmm. same music like without music i don't think i would be alive like, no, it got me through so no much. Yes. Yeah. So, wow, the time flew by. Um, there are some questions that I like to ask each guest towards the end. So I want to make, make sure that we get those in. How are you on time?
0: I'm good. Okay, Well, cool. Let me check my phone. No
1: calls. I'm good. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure. <laughs> so the first question is, what does self-love mean to you? Hmm
0: self-love what does it mean to me to me self-love means accepting yourself loving yourself completely whether you're doing good or doing bad you know in any way and really being your own safe place
1: Mm, I love that being your own safe place
0: I like that too I've never said that before but Feels
1: good. <laughs> That's what I love about podcasting. Like, you just riff, and like, yeah. an angel drops into your mind and just speaks uh-huh. for you, <laughs> <And> speaks truth. <laughs> yeah.
0: Speaks what we need to hear.
1: Which, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. So, the next question is what makes you feel the most grounded?
0: What makes me feel the most grounded is being with the trees. Mm. So, I absolutely love walking in forests. And just getting mm. lost and being with the birds and just watching the leaves and you know the limbs just move flow freely. That's where I feel grounded and connected. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I love that. I think we're twins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think so too, because a lot of the things you've been saying, I'm like, wait, but that happened to me too. So it's yeah.
1: Yeah, same. When you were sharing your story, I was like, wow, we have so many parallels and I could like I just know. keep keep talking we'll have to do another zoom call where we just chat and like not record it yeah absolutely
0: I'm down let's
1: do it um the third question I always forget it so we'll skip that one I don't remember (laughs) what it is but I always remember my last question because it's my favorite okay um and now I'm thinking like what I said earlier about genderizing I probably in my mind is like, I probably should eventually change this question, but at the same time, like such a big part of me is celebrating um female voices because we we don't get as much opportunity as men, especially if you are living in Iran or if you are from you know any country anyways, that's just what my mind just came up. So the question is. <laughs> What is your favorite part about being a woman?
0: My favorite part
1: about being a woman, although I'm not a
0: mother yet, I find it very, very amazing that we can create life. Mm -hmm. And I saw something really cool on Twitter the other day, actually, where it was like, we bring souls into bodies. And I was (gasps) like,
1: Ooh,
0: Whoa. that's deep. I was like, yeah, that's amazing. And it's so true Yeah, because, you know, you're the first safe place. You're the first home for a child. Mm-hmm. And even in having a child, there's so much responsibility in that. Of course you need yeah. two people to make one, mm-hmm. but we're the ones who are really offering up our bodies as that place for them to grow. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. And that we have like, moon cycles, and we're so connected to the moon. And, you know, right now, my period is like, totally synced with the moon. It's really, really
1: funny. (laughs) For the people listening, where can they find you online and find out more about you and find your work and all of that juicy stuff?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I am on Instagram and YouTube. So my names are the same on both platforms at Naomi, Sarah, and I am doing coaching right now. So if anyone if anyone is interested in one-on-one coaching to go a bit deeper in, you know, mindset and self-worth, self-love, finding your voice and really just manifesting or calling in your desired life, you know, then I'm available for that as well. But for right now, it's just, Doing some creating, putting out some content, some good content for
1: everyone. And yeah. Awesome. Am I missing <laughs> anything? <laughs> well, thank you for being here with me. And thank um, you so
0: much for even having this podcast and for allowing me to join you today.
1: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. I know that there's an abundance of content online, so I really appreciate you giving me your ears today. If this episode shifted something for you, please share this with a friend and slash or write us a podcast review if you're listening to this on iTunes so that more people can find this. If anything shifted for you from this episode that you want to have a conversation about, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a DM over on Instagram at self-expressbabe, and that is in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.